Well, here we are once again. Hey, Mitty, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, doing well. Having a good week. How about you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, doing well. Doing as good as good. my my wife allows me to be. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's that's wonderful. <laughs> oh yeah, she's so, a gem. Yeah, we we of yeah. course we did we just celebrated our 41st wedding anniversary just a few days ago. So I can be a yeah. bit cheeky. Big congratulations on that one. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. You're three years ahead of me, mate. Yes, well, and I will. We will always be three years ahead. So just let you, you will know. indeed. Yes, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. You know, <laughs> you, 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 you older folk got a head start on the game. <laughs> oh yeah, older folk by six months. Six but. months. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. So tell us, Barry, how did you get on last week at your um with your interns in the church? Oh, great. Just yeah, just great. It's just uh, such a joy, you know, when you have a, a home church and mm -hmm. and they. You know, they just really, I just always feel honored and, and the message we carry is valued. So what I typically do um, once a year, they have interns that serve at our church. And so they, they're there for, I don't know, for the better part of a year. And then part of their internship is is having classes. So last week was Father Heart Week. And, and so, yeah, <laughs> so we had three days with him, them. And, and of course, you had a great time uh on Wednesday without me and you want to talk about that a little bit and yeah that was awesome yeah we, we had a great um great webcast last week with our guest Camille um artist and poet um she just shared her story um quite powerful really her own journey of finding father discovering mm. that she's a daughter mm. through a very difficult you know circumstances which she didn't go fully into but um yeah. you know you you got certainly got the picture if you like and then she shared some of her paintings and poems and yeah you know shared what she felt the father had been saying as she'd been creating those and outstanding artist um yeah. you know and great the poems are great and the artwork was wonderful and um yeah just a beautiful person and mm. uh good communicator so maybe we'll have a back one day <laughs> yeah that, that would be awesome but she was great the videos online um you can have a look at that if you if you missed it it's on on both of our websites um you know in the archives um yeah so yeah went really well actually it was good good time yeah i always i mean for me because of just the way um you know, I'm wired in a kind of the creative sense, just like you, you have that creative streak too. I, I just, I really love to hear other expressions of, of the, the father's mm. heart being expressed through dance and art yeah. and poetry and all those other things, because, you know, though, again, it's the whole right side of the brain, right? The creative yeah. side that often, even in church life, we can maybe not necessarily have the highest value for it compared mm -hmm. to the left side and the teaching and the structure and everything. So yeah, that yeah. I thought that was, I, I'm sorry, I, I missed Camille and, and, and of course, uh, yeah, we would love to have her on again for sure. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, one of the um, questions I asked her was, um, have you ever met anybody who is not creative? And her instant answer was no. But then she qualified it and said, but I have met people who think they aren't, who think they're not creative. Yeah. Um, and we, we kind of talked about that a little bit. And it was just like, um, 
the more healed we become mm. and the more father works in our heart and the more he pours his love into our heart the more creative we've become it's like the creativity that's been suppressed is released mm. and uh she, she she i mean obviously she's an artist so she's a painter um and she says what she does with people um when she's doing art workshops is she gets them to do finger painting you know forget the brushes forget the structure just paint with your fingers and she says it's messy and there's no rules and mm. you can just do what you like and she's she was kind of giving people permission um you know to find okay not everyone's going to be a painter not everyone's going to be an artist but find the finger painting equivalent in what you what what you love yeah what gets to you and just let the creativity grow so um i think that, that was a really valuable thing because i i you know we're all made in the father's image and he of course is the great creator yeah and um is is still creating the universe is still expanding and and um so whether it's baking painting writing hmm. um flower arranging dancing you know um do it find it yeah. enjoy it so yeah it was good it was a good time yeah that reminds me of you know that uh study that was done that uh test uh, by that Dr. George Land on on how the creativity was is developed, and when they found out that when they tested the eighteen hundred five year olds, they found out ninety eight percent of them were creative geniuses. But yeah. by the time they get to adulthood, it it, it dropped down to I think two percent. So you yeah. know his, his only conclusion was creativity isn't something that we learn; it's something we unlearn. And uh, yeah. and I think that's I think like you like you said I think part of it too is the more that we we have the, the the healing come to every part of our heart mm. that that things when you know especially childhood trauma right that shut things down then when we we're able to risk again and be able to experiment and be able to yeah. to finger paint you know with with being messy <laughs> and no rules and all that wonderful stuff i think it's just so awesome so yeah, yeah. i i really get excited about that part of just talking about not you know theologically in that sense but more mm -hmm. hard experience and and just the creative application of just life like you said and it's, it doesn't have to be you know being artists or musicians it can be be creative in whatever you do you know yeah my, my wife is a creative genius every time you know she makes a meal it's just fantastic so. yeah and of course, Barry, I used to be a creative accountant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure if that is that is the best. <laughs> oh, you were creative, yeah. but an accountant, but maybe not the two together. Yeah, but um, you put a picture on, you put a post on Facebook the other day of um, Mother Teresa's quote. Yes. Do you want to just? Yes. Um, yeah. It, it it's so I mean it, because it you know our journey and uh, kind of with the even the father's love letter it was just like just I think I I I'm I'm a little pen in the hands of a writing god who is sending mm -hmm. a love letter to the world and that was yeah. Mother Teresa referring to herself you know so I actually have it framed in and and actually the picture I I posted on Facebook was from the framed. Uh, 
um, artwork that I've got in, in my office. But yeah, I just I just love that. And of course, being a little yeah. a little pencil, and it's just like yeah, I'm I'm good with being a little pencil in the hand of a writing god. And well, you know, Paulie, you're kind of a big crayon, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what my friend David Costello said. He said, "You're not yeah. a pencil; you're a crayon." And uh, yeah. yeah, and I just I think you know I think you know I don't know where it is the the passage, but Paul talked about that we're letters written mm -hmm. in in our yeah. hearts, you know. And I think you know when we think that we're all love letters in that sense from the mm -hmm. Father to a world, when we just begin yeah. to realize that. So, yeah, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah. So, what are we talking about today? Any idea? Well, according, according to the title at the top of the screen, we're, we're following <laughs> Heaven's Life Flow. <laughs> yeah, it, we, you know, Barry and I have this conversation on a Monday. You know, you got any ideas? You got any ideas? And um, um, I, I was just struck by a particular verse, and I think it kind of resonated a little bit with, with Barry. Hmm. Um, and uh, so we, we're kind of going to start off with this. And see where we go there's a verse in john chapter 3 it's john chapter 3 verse 27 um and john replies this is john the baptist john replies a person can receive only what is given them from heaven hmm. and um i i've been thinking about that verse i've been um just over the last week or so because a couple of times in the last few weeks um I, I well i was asked to do a seminar on a particular topic and you know I, I could i could do it and it was fine and it was okay and they wanted this particular topic and then they wanted me to go into comfort which of course those of you who are regular on the web webcast you, you know i love talking about comfort and um so i said yeah i would do this and i started talking about the other topic and it was okay, but it was a little bit hard work. Mm. But the moment I got into comfort, talking about comfort, I felt like I took off. Mm. And I, I got to the end of the seminar and I thought, you know, I know what has been given to me from heaven. You know, mm. I know the Father's given me something in this area of comfort. And, you know, it's like, when we do what has been given to us from heaven, it's like life flows. You know, Barry's got the title up there. You know, we get into the flow of heaven's life. And um, it's like when when we can receive what the Father is giving us. And, and actually, I think this really goes back to what we were talking um, about a few moments ago about creativity um you know when we really receive what the father's giving us it it flows i mean like camille mm. last week she's obviously a, a talented artist a talented poet but when she when she gets into that it's just like life flows mm. through her and it's life to her it does her good um and i was just thinking you know how many times do we do things that are not given to us from heaven? Mm. Or, and I was talking to Fiona about this over our, our supper, uh, uh, you know, a couple of hours ago, and, and she said, well, of course, you know, we do things that we're not given to do, but we also don't do <laughs> the things that we are given. You know, we don't receive the gift. 
that heaven gives us. And I think, you know, going back to the creativity again, if our heart is not healed, if we're living in fear, you know, fear will prevent us receiving the gift that yeah. the Father wants to give us. And when we can deal with the pain and the blockages and the wounds of our heart, it's like our heart then becomes open that we can receive what the Father is giving us and we can step into the flow of life. And I've just been I've just been meditating and thinking about this verse over the last few weeks and um, really kind of just in my heart wanting to really focus on what the Father is giving me. You know, what can I, what am I to receive from heaven? Mm. <laughs> um, and then do it because it was just such an, um, a clear example to me the other day when I was doing this seminar. It's like I turned over the page on my notes. I mean, electronically, of course, because they're all on my iPad. But, you know, I turned over the page, got into comfort, and I suddenly felt like life was flowing. And it, it really, really struck me. And of course, you know, we can we can apply that in any area. For me, on, on that occasion, it was teaching. It was a teaching seminar. But I believe that can be in, in any area that there are things we know are life. And if this is what the Father's giving you, you know, let's get it. Because if it's life for you, it will then be life for other people. You know, like we saw those paintings and those poems last week, they were clearly life to Camille, but they, they became life to us as she shared them with us. Mm. So that's kind of what sparked the conversation off with Barry and I, you know, as mm. we had our weekly texts. <laughs> and um, we just want to really, really want this evening to be an encouragement um, mm. for us all to say, what is... What are we receiving? What is being given to us from heaven? You know, mm. uh, this translation I read out the New International, a person can only receive what is given them. Um, you know, that's pretty much what most translations say. But one of them says uh, um, a person can only, um, I think it says a person can only do what is given them from heaven. So there's kind of the action that follows receiving the gift. Then, of course, there's the other thing is, you know, are we able to receive the gift mm. in the first place? So, Barry, over to you. <laughs> no, I, I, when when Mark, when you shared that 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 scripture verse, I mean, I, that's something that I have I have pondered as well, you know, over mm. over the years, you know, because I, when you even look at the context of that scripture, when John mm -hmm. the Baptist made those statements, his disciples were coming to him frustrated because the disciples mm -hmm. were leaving John the Baptist and going to Jesus. And basically, you know, they were saying, what are you going to do about it? Like, you got to you got to do something, right? Keep our <laughs> keep our ministry going here. And that's when he, he basically said a person only has what they they've received from heaven. And so, you know, when I when you think about that, like, I think there's two ways to think about it. One way is is like has uh, how you've shared that it's incredibly freeing in the sense that I only can give away that which I've received and to focus on, mm -hmm. Father, would you show me what you're giving me so I can receive it? But the other way that if if we, I think, see it maybe incorrectly is if we are frustrated that, well, mm -hmm. you know, I want to do more, I want to do other things than what I'm receiving, and then hence is this tension, right, where we 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 want more than what is actually being released. And I think that's where, 
you know, coming into that rest, you know, even the um, mm -hmm. Matthew 11, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn yeah. from me. For I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest to your souls. That there's this place of rest, I believe, that the Father wants us all to come into, that is not uh, filled with striving and anxiety and all those things. I think it's so very simple. You know, like, I think mm -hmm. you, one of the principles of the kingdom really is that we can only give away that which we first received. Now, that it sounds like mm -hmm. it's obvious, but I think that's, again, it comes back to the receiving. What have we received from mm -hmm. heaven? And and I know, and I'm sure you've been in the same situation over the years, but, you know, oftentimes when we've been, you know, in ministering to people, people might say to me, you know, uh, what, what, do you have a word for me? Like, I, you know, what's <laughs> yeah. the prophet? And they've got their phone ready. And God bless them, have your phone. But but it was like they record a word. And, and I've, all I can say is that the Father loves you, right? But the <laughs> moment that you feel like I want, I, I try to give away something that which I haven't received, mm. to me, that brings yeah. this place of striving and there, where there's this, yeah. I saw, and you, you do, you, you know, you do it out of a, often out of a, a good heart, but it gets like, oh, I, mm. I want to give you something, but I don't have anything to give. But yet saying the Father himself loves you might be the yeah. most profound thing, that, and if that's what you have to share. Now, other times, you know, there there would be prophetic things that would flow, but but I think yeah. I think there is a tremendous freedom in coming to this place of just really saying, Father, uh, you know, I can only give that which you've given me, mm -hmm. and to to live in that place, and and oftentimes, as Fiona said, right. Because of even all of the the struggles we have, we might even struggle to believe or receive what he's actually given us. Because maybe mm -hmm. we we're spending our life comparing ourselves with some great yeah. preacher or you know somebody we we admire, and we're thinking that we should be more like them, and so we're trying to spend a lifetime trying to copy somebody else's gifting and anointing and personality rather than just being ourselves. And I think it's in that yeah. life flow that rest comes and joy comes and peace comes and simplicity comes so that we can yeah. actually minister out of the fountain that the Father's filling us up with, you know? So I, I, I'm, yeah, we're on the same page, mate. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, when we start to think, well, what do we take on that we haven't been given from heaven? Mm. You know, very often it's, it's um, other people's expectations. It comes from the fear of man. It comes from yeah. an insecurity. You know, the, yeah. the orphan heart says, I've got to perform. I've got to strive. You know, oh, I saw Barry Adams do it this way. I must do it the same way. <laughs> you know? And something inside of us, we, we get out of that. Um, we step outside of that place where we're secure in our own identity. Mm. And probably the reason we step out of that is because we're not secure in our identity and we're trying to find an identity. And yeah. we, we end up slipping into this place of striving and performance. And, you, you know, we're, we're doing things that haven't been given us from heaven. Mm. And, you know, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, eight to 10, uh, Paul says, it's by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. Mm. It's a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Mm. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God 
has prepared in advance for us to do. And, you know, so often what we end up doing is we end up doing the works bit that haven't been prepared in advance. They, you know, Mark's good ideas, Barry's good ideas, you know, someone else's good ideas. Um, Someone, you know, it worked for someone else. It will, it will work for me. (laughs) And we get into this, you know, works, um, our own works, um, you know, and instead of receiving the gift of God, we, we try to make it happen. And that's the thing that causes us to become worn out. It's just, it's the, that's the thing that it causes us to lose heart and become disheartened. I mean, mm. you know, I'm not saying it's always easy doing what the Father gives you to do, but you've kind of got that assurance that he's given it to, to you. Mm. And you can persevere sometimes with that. But when you know he hasn't given it you and you're just striving and in your own strength, you know, that's when you get weary and heavy laden. Mm. And that's when you lose, that's when we lose our rest. Mm. And, you know, Paul's very clear here. He says, hey, don't get into striving. Don't get into your own works. But God the Father has created good works for you Mm. to do, created in advance. And I always encourage people um, to, I say to them, find the good works that have got your name on. Wow. Yeah. And when you find them, do them with all of your heart. Mm. You see, if I if I do a good work that's got Barry's name on it, two things will happen. The first thing is, because it's not mine, I'm going to get exhausted because I'm going to mm. end up doing it my own strength. The second thing is, if I do it instead of Barry, I'm denying Barry the privilege of doing something that's got his name on it. Yeah. And so, you know, my encouragement to people is always, you know, Father, has this got my name on it? Mm. You know, and if it has, do it with all of your strength. You know, there may be some things he gives you and you know they're from him. And, you know, after a time you might find they are, they are hard work. You have mm. to persevere with them. But if you've got that assurance that he's given it you, that you've received it from heaven, then you are walking in his path. And actually, you're doing what Jesus did. You know, Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. Mm -hmm. And yes, there might be challenges and difficulties along the way. But when we know we're in that place, we have the ability, because it's a God-given ability, to persevere through it. Mm. Yeah, and I I think that, um, I think oftentimes... We, it's overly complicated in that sense, <laughs> yeah. um, and 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 I and oftentimes when I, I share with especially young people who are facing a mm-hmm. a lifetime of career choices and you know big decisions that are yeah. overwhelming, and uh, I, I remember what um, I heard Bill Johnson say one time. He said that young people would come to him all the time and just say, "What is God's plan for my life?" And they would he would say. <laughs> Well, do whatever you love to do, and as you do it, cast out devils, heal the sick, and raise the dead. But what's God's plan? What is his plan for my life? <laughs> and then he would just repeat it again. And so the idea of doing what you love to do 
um, is yeah. I think one of the really uh, fundamental, most important things to be able to understand that God has wired us in a certain way, and it gets back to mm-hmm. Ephesians 2.10, those good works that God prepared in advance for us to do. I love how the New Living Translation calls the workmanship. We are his workmanship. It says we are God's yeah. masterpiece. And yes. when we begin to come into a place in our hearts where we realize that we are his work of art, we are his design, we are one of, of a kind that has never existed before, and that because we are image bearers of Almighty God, that you and I, when we just sink into who God created us to be, we are mm-hmm. a manifestation of his image that has never, ever existed in all of creation. And so mm-hmm. no wonder that the enemy, you know, uh, J- uh, John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, the thief mm-hmm. comes to yeah. kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. Super abundant life would be uh, uh, probably the better uh, Greek translation of the word, is that no wonder the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And the word destroy means to render useless. Mm-hmm. And so the enemy just, he's, he's terrified that uh, for us to be, just authentic sons and daughters of Yahweh. And so I think that's where, if he can get us distracted and get us comparing ourselves with other people, or if we are somehow disconnected with our heart's desires. You know, I I love Philippians 2.13 that says simply this. uh, Verse 12 says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And I I think everybody gets stuck there and says, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is scary. I'm terrified. What does that mean? But verse 13 says, for it is God who works in you to will and to do his good pleasure. Mm-hmm. And then how, you know, what is the Father's desire for us? I, and I'm not talking yeah. about whimsical, fleeting, you know, uh, sinful desires. I am talking about the, the desires of our heart, the things that make us mm-hmm. go pitter-patter, patter, the things that God has instilled in us that he prepared in advance for us to do. And when we begin to come into terms with that, mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that's where the rest comes, right? Because there's not this conflict of yeah. who I am and I don't have the gifts of this super, you know, anointed speaker, Mark Jide and, and you know, and they, all that, right? We just say, well, you know what? There's only one Barry yeah. Adams. I love there was a meme that I saw on Facebook a few years ago that said, everybody in the world, everybody else is taken, so you might as well be yourself. Be yourself, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Easy peasy, mate. <laughs> Easy peasy. It's it's interesting, Barry, that we started off this conversation talking about creativity. We we hadn't planned that, um, but it's really I think it's really relevant. You see, because yeah. Um, yeah, I think for a long time I I didn't think I was creative. Hmm. You know, because at school I. I don't think my art teacher said this to me, but this is what I heard. Mm. Um, because I spoke to, a few years ago, I spoke to an, another school friend, of, an old school friend of mine. He said, no, 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 that, that teacher would never have said this. He was always very encouraging. I said, well, he wasn't to me, but, you know, no, he was always, you know. But we, we had to do this piece of artwork and, you know, we all sat around this thing on the table and drew it. And I was absolutely convinced that I drew my drawing looked exactly like 
the objects on the table. I mean, you know, in 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 my perspective, it was as good as you know. Yeah. Now, what I heard my art teacher say is that's rubbish. Mm. Now he probably didn't say that, but that's what I heard, and so I believed I wasn't creative. And then it was only, I mean, it was just, you know, as I, as I came to this revelation of God as my father and knowing that he was a father to me and experiencing his fathering and my heart beginning to be healed, I suddenly thought, you know, yeah, I'm not an artist. I'm not a painter. I'm not, I don't do drawings, but I, t I do photography. Hmm. And I love doing photography. And I could, you know, some of them are pretty good. <laughs> and I can write, you know, and I suddenly, I could suddenly see all these other areas that I was creative and you know that became life to me i mean when, when i was in uganda earlier this year with with mike hammond he and i um we had so much fun we sat at motomioni by the side of the river nile both of us we didn't say a word to each other but we just held our cameras and took photographs <laughs> and we were having so much fun <laughs> and it was just it, it was just great and then of course we'd finish taking the photos and go and have a cup of tea and then have a chat about the camera and all the techie bits and all that sort of stuff but it's it's like that was life to us mm. you know in those moments for both of us it was absolute life you know what is the value of that well we enjoy doing it <laughs> Mm. It, it did our hearts good and okay mike will probably use some of his photographs i'll probably use some of my photographs but in that moment it was just a time to rest a time to enjoy ourselves a time to have fun and it was just a time between the sessions we were doing in uganda for the life of heaven to flow into us and refresh us mm. And I think that's what this is all about. It's, you know, part of it is, um, I, I don't, I, I, I can't think of a better word, but part of it is functional. But I don't really mean that because that sounds like doing stuff and striving and performance. But it's, you know, part of this flow of life is, you know, what the Father's given us to do and it will be productive and it will bring fruit in other people and all that sort of stuff. But, um Another part of it is I actually think the father wants us to enjoy ourselves and have fun. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think we don't have enough fun. <laughs> and I know when Barry was over, Barry and Anne were over in the UK in April, May this year. Um, yeah, we did some meetings together and we did some sessions and conferences and prayed for hundreds of people, which was all great. We loved doing it. We knew that we'd been given it to do, didn't we, Barry? Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time we just sat down and had a cup of coffee or a, or a chat and life was flowing, you know, yeah. and both are equally valuable. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, the conferences, the sessions, the ministry, the cups of coffee, the chats, they're both yeah. equally important they're both the flow of life from heaven and so you know it's i don't think it's a, i don't think it's um a coincidence that we started off talking about creativity mm. because as we begin to receive what is given to us from heaven you know yeah it will 
open doors for us, but actually it will release creativity in us. Mm. Yeah, I and you know I am this whole idea of our mindset of what we think God's plan is, right? I, yeah. I, I you know, I've had a, one of my pastors kind of tongue in cheek said to me when I was younger, God loves you and I have a wonderful plan for your life, which can be a bit of a problem. As long as God has the wonderful plan, we don't want to be necessarily walking in somebody else's plan for our life. Yeah. But, but, you know, for me, even when I became a Christian at 15 years of age, you know, I felt like there was some kind of calling on my life and I had no idea what that looked like and mm-hmm. ended up, you know, just going in the newspaper business for, for 19 years and in the advertising side and with markers and pen and glue and, <laughs> and designing ads and writing copy and all this stuff. And, and it was that during that time that, you know, I had this desire for, you know, for media and communication. And 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 yet yeah. I'm still feeling I'm called, you know, I'm working in the newspaper business, serving in my church as an elder or doing worship leading and all that, but still like, okay, so what's the calling? What's the calling? And then after 19 years going into to ministry, full-time pastoral ministry mm-hmm. and realizing, you know, three and a half years doing it, it was like, this doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. And yet then I'm going, my whole paradigm was like, this must be what I was called to do because this is my only grid of ministry. Yeah. And I just remember there was a, 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 a speaker from England, actually, that was over at a pastor's uh, meeting that I was at, and I went up for prayer, and he was very prophetic. And he said to me, he said, God is saying that you're going to share the gospel around the world using media. And so I'm thinking media. Now, I, you know, I left the media to actually become a pastor, and and then you know, then I'm thinking, well, I was a newspaper, you know. Quite, I'm not saying this to him. I'm going to my, them, I must be newspaper because I was in newspaper. And then he quite he just said, well, God says it's television, and I said, <laughs> you know, television. I don't know anything about television. This is before the Father's Love Letter. This is you know, I was still in this place. Mm-hmm. And of course, television. You know, every computer screen is a TV, and the Maybe Father's not, Love yeah. Letter has uh, kind of been on a few screens around the world uh, in the last 25 years mm-hmm. and it also has been broadcast on television but i it, you know it took me a long time to come to terms with the simplicity of how god led yeah. my life by you know leading me into the newspaper business without any education and yet mm-hmm. god gave me authority in that realm to to do that and and I, I think, you know, the story that I think of, and this is another one of the, the, the scripture passages that you and I talked mm-hmm. about that I think is really, really important in this whole mm-hmm. idea of learning to live from the life flow from heaven is when David was a boy and he, you know, he was bringing groceries to his big brothers mm-hmm. during the, the, the war between the Philistines and the, and the, uh, the Israelites. And then, of course, he hears um uh, Goliath taunting Israel and he he spouts up and says you know how dare this uncircumcised Philistine <laughs> defy the armies of the living God he ends up you know they're, they're actually saying, well if nobody else will fight him I'll fight him but here's the shepherd boy right he like he destroyed a, a, a bear and a lion with just you know probably a, a slingshot and a few smooth stones and then the the king comes to him and wants to honor him with his own armor. 
So like, you know, this this teenage boy is going to face this Goliath. And the king says, here's, you know, and, and Saul, from what I understand, was a head taller than almost anybody else in Israel. So he was a big guy. So he's coming in. Little David, he says, here's my armor. Take it. Put it on because I'm giving you the best armor so you can fight Goliath. And, and so David respectfully puts the armor on and it just doesn't fit. No. What would have happened in that story? If David would have tried to please the king, wear his armor, go out there struggling with all this heavy weight and not being agile and, and you know, the way he was trained by in when he was tending sheep, you know, he it would have probably had a, had a different outcome. But thankfully, he had the, 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 the presence, the courage, really, at the time, because mm. really he was dishonoring, in a sense, the king's gift of his mm. armor. And he says, it just doesn't fit. Just give me a few smooth stones and I'm good. And because that's how he he destroyed the bear and the lion. And so I think that to me, when I was struggling with this area in as far as being a pastor, I was trying to wear somebody else's armor. I honor the office of pastor, but it wasn't me. And it took me three and a half years to get through that to realize until I, you know, the Lord in his great yeah. mercy kind of led me out of that into what I've been doing the last uh, 20 some odd years. So, but so I think that that's the workmanship. That's the gift that the father mm-hmm. is giving us. And are we receiving what he's giving us or mm-hmm. are, do we have a preconceived idea of what that is? Yeah. Interesting about, I mean, we, we've often talked about Saul's armor, um, Barry and I together um, on our journeys in different ways. Um and it's very easy because obviously the armor worked for Saul. You know, it's obvious it works for Saul. And Saul thinks it will work for David. And David says, no, this isn't going to work. But what's interesting is I think David knows that it's his job to fight Goliath. Mm. You know, he says, let no one lose heart. It's First Samuel 17, and this is verse 32. Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. So here's David. He knows it's been given to him from heaven. Yeah. And he receives it. He goes out to do it, but he's given Saul's armor. Mm. And, you know, that's kind of just, you know, sometimes we, we, we're on the right track, but we still we start doing it the wrong way hmm. uh, because we've seen we've seen Saul wear his armor and it works. You know, he's a king, you know, and uh, we think that's the way it's got to be. And so we do the right thing, but the wrong way. Hmm. And that's that's probably as unfruitful as doing the wrong thing the wrong way. <laughs> and, and David recognized, he said, he said, he, he said, I can't, I can't do this. I'm not used yeah. to them. You know, this is me, he took them off. And then he just went back to what he was used to. Mm. His staff, his slingshot, five smooth stones from the brook, and then went and challenged Goliath, you know? And it's, sometimes we, I, I think Barry, what you were saying a few moments ago, it's getting back to the, simplicity of our calling Mm. david you've been called to be david saul 
you've been called to be Saul. <laughs> David, you haven't been called to be Saul. You know, and it's it's like just getting back to the simplicity of what we've been given to do, and to do that, to get back to that place, I think requires a security that we know who we are. You know, David, in this passage, David knew who he was. He was secure. He was secure as a shepherd boy. He was not secure as a soldier <laughs> in a suit of armor. He was secure as a shepherd boy with some pebbles and a slingshot. You see, and I think this, this goes back to what we were saying a few moments ago about really allowing our heart to be healed mm. so that we become secure in our identity as sons and daughters. Mm. And, that, you know, I'm happy to be Mark. <laughs> yeah, Barry's a great guy, but I don't want to be Barry. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, you guys, you guys don't want me to be Barry either. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's if we can be secure in our identity, and that comes from, that comes out of a, a healed um, restored heart yeah where we hear the father saying to us you know you are my beloved you know i love you i'm proud of you you're my beloved son my beloved daughter that gives us that sense of security to be ourselves mm -hmm. you know when people don't have that sense of security they, they're not secure in their own identity it's very difficult for them to be themselves Mm -hmm. because they're always trying to be something else, someone else, and uh, do it a different way. And so my, I guess my encouragement out of all of this is go back to the simplicity of being you. Yeah. And, and ask, you know, some of you might be asking the question, what has the Father given me to do? Mm -hmm. And you know, ask him, his Father, what are you giving me to do? What, what, mm -hmm. What's got my name on it? And, yeah. you know, Sometimes, you know, Barry, you can, you can add your thoughts into this as well, but sometimes we push a door, you know, and sometimes that door opens and it's great. We can go through it. Other times it's like we're pushing a door and there's somebody standing the other side, pushing it backwards against him. That's time to leave that door. Find another one. Um, and don't be afraid. One of the things Camille said last week was don't be afraid to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, she was talking about being creative, you know, be messy and don't worry about the mistakes. See, the mistakes do not disqualify us. Mm -hmm. In the world, mistakes disqualify us. You know, if we make a mistake in the world, you're written off and you're passed over. But in the kingdom, mistakes do not disqualify you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, fear will stop you trying something new. And if, you know, hey, we all make a mistake every now and then. Don't let that worry you and put you off. Mm. Yeah, and I think the what you're talking about with the identity, that our identity is, if our, if our value comes from achieving, if mm -hmm. our value comes from performing, advancing, whatever our measurement is of that, is when we don't do that, when we fail, then, mm. then oftentimes shame can come. Yeah. Right. Because we were a failure or, and or we haven't failed. We are a failure. And, and I think that yeah. is one of the things that the more we we realize that God loves us because he loves us because he loves us. He loves and us. that frees us from this 
pressure to be perfect. I yeah. think, you know, what can uh, ultimately allow us to do is experiment and to to be able to, feel, you know, discover who, what we love, what we don't love, what we're good at, what we're not good at, you know, what brings life to us, what brings other than life to us, whether it's burdens or obligations. And and like Mark said, I, I and I do, I would say the same thing. That doesn't mean when you're called to do something, that does not mean that it's, it's a, you know, kind of a golden road of, of rainbows and butterflies without any problems. Because I really believe that it is in that knowing what God calls us to do that gives us the perseverance in, in when, mm-hmm. when there's opposition or when there's discouragement that we're, we know we're called to do something. So it's not just about saying, oh, you know, what is easy? It doesn't, it's not that when Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It, it's coming into agreement with how he lives his life. You know, yeah. I always do what pleases my father. You know, I only do what I see him doing. I only say the words I hear him saying. And and I do believe that the more that we are able to all just kind of sink in to that mm-hmm. intimate relationship with our, our Abba that Jesus has mm-hmm. and realizing that, you know, I, I, again, I get back to Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship, yeah. his masterpiece. God, we he the Isaiah sixty four uh, uh, says that he formed us with his hand. He he molded mm-hmm. us. He shaped us, and so he absolutely loves it when we are what he created us to be. And yeah. so I believe that you know the fear of failure, the fear fear of even making the wrong mis, you know choosing the wrong path, all that stuff can paralyze us. And I just think the Father yeah. really wants to encourage each and every one of us today to to like he's the biggest cheerleader the bible says in thessalonians that he gives us eternal encouragement Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and i think you know going back to what you said a few moments ago you know when you quoted bill johnson you know it's like what do you enjoy doing (laughs) it can be that simple i remember a few years ago um one of my friends wanted to buy a new car and, uh, you know, he wasn't particularly gifted at looking under the bonnet and, you know, knowing what was there. <laughs> so he took another friend along who, who was a bit more gifted in that way. And, um, you know, this, this guy went along with, you know, with his, with his mate and they had a look at some cars and, you know, the guy was really helpful you know this, this has got a good engine this is a good make you know it's got this this and this and this you know and um at, at the end of it my my friend said to, to the other friend said oh thank you so much that's been such a blessing you know you know you don't know what that means and and the guy just said oh it's not a problem I, i've had so much fun you know <laughs> test driving cars and looking yeah. under the bonnet and asking all these questions and taking them for you know he said, this has been great. This has been fun. And I think sometimes we can overlook these, these practical giftings. Yeah. And yet in that moment, that's what had been given to this guy from heaven. Mm. Go and help your mate buy a car, yeah. you know? And it's not, you know, we would say that's not a very spiritual act. That is deeply spiritual, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and we can overlook those practical things. And um, 
you know, that might be something you do. Maybe you bake a cake for your neighbor and you, you take it in and it's just gives you, you know, this, they receive it and they're blessed by it. You can have a conversation with them. And, you know, in that moment, that's what you've been given from heaven. It's, it's not, it's not necessarily the big things that, you know, life's calling, but it's, it can be lots of little small things. See, I, I, you know, Jesus, Jesus spent every day, you know, part of every day with his father. Hmm. You know, we read in the, in the gospels that he withdrew up the mountains and he prayed, you know, that sounds wonderful, doesn't it? But what it really means is he just had a chat with his dad. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's what praying is. You know, he goes up on, he's, he's just on his own with his dad. And hmm. I think I'm pretty sure one of the things Jesus said to his father every day was father, what do you want me to do today? Mm. Yeah, what's got my name on it and um you know i i often think of the um the lame man outside the temple and um in acts peter and john go to the temple and this lame man wants some money and of course peter says you know silver and gold have i none but what i've got i give you you know in the name of jesus get up and so this guy gets up and you know how many times did Jesus walk past that man? Hmm. But he didn't heal him. You know, I'm sure, you know, this is just my imagination. I'm sure he said, Father, can I heal that man today? No, no, you can't. You know, the next time, Father, that guy's still there. Can I, can I heal him? No. You know, and, and after a while, you know, Jesus was saying, you know, Father, why can't I heal him? I'm saving him for Peter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm... I'm pretty sure that that's what, you know, that's the sort of communication that Jesus had with the Father. It's like, Father, what's got my name on it for today? Mm. And he knew who he was. He didn't heal. He could have healed that man. He had the power to heal that man. But it didn't have his name on it. It had Peter and John's name on it for a few, you know, months, years down the road. Um, that's all prayer is. Prayer is just having a a chat hmm. with your dad and i think that's what you know jesus gave us the lord's prayer you know our father who art in heaven you know hallowed be your name you know your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven you know and what what does that mean you know we can make it complicated but i think it's very simple and i just think it's father what little bit of heaven hmm you want me to bring to earth today yeah wow yeah that's that's what i think that prayer is about you know father mm. what little bit of heaven are you going to give me mm. to bring to earth you know and it, one day it might be a big thing it might be a great prophetic declaration to the nations you know it might be writing a love letter that touches billions of people all around the planet and the next day it might just be sitting with a friend having a cup of coffee yeah that's beautiful both are as important as each other wow. and so I, I just want to encourage you you know the father's always speaking to us mm. you know and have we can have confidence in his word to us and mm. the more our heart is healed the more confidence we can have and you know i would just encourage you just as we we wrap up this evening is to is to make it a practice to say father what little bit of heaven yeah can i bring to earth today Mm. Wow. 
That is that is actually you say it's simple, but it's very profound. Just to, it's kind of <laughs> bite sized pieces of heaven, right? And well, that's, and, that's what I can cope with, Barry. You know, <laughs> you know me. <laughs> well, it's like that that saying: "How does an ant eat an elephant? One bite at a time." <laughs> and I think it's just that simple. And you know, even going back to to John and Jane, uh, John and Peter at Solomon's Temple, and their response to the man looking for loose change was, "Silver and gold have I none, but what I have, I give yeah. to you." Yeah, yeah. In uh, this last few minutes, maybe we can just just pray a blessing on you guys. I'm going to put the music yeah. on, and just uh, yeah, that we would just, you know, just come into a place where you know we would just. Um, yeah, just just be uh, be in a place where we're just free to be ourselves. Yeah. So, Father, yeah. we just thank you that you love us the way you mm. made us. That our lives make you smile. So mm. many times we struggle to believe that that's the truth, Father. Yeah. That our lives actually make you smile. Because we are your workmanship, Abba. Mm -hmm. And Father, would you by your Holy Spirit, even in this moment, just direct our hearts, lead our hearts, guide us into to the green pastures, lead us beside the still waters, Father. Yeah. Restore our soul, Father. If there's anything that we have taken on, burdens, obligations, expectations, that you have not given us from above. Father, would you just give us the grace to be able to navigate that and to be able to to align ourselves with the flow of heaven. Father, I pray where people, where we've all complicated things, made it too difficult, I pray for just a divine simplicity to come. Just as simple as breathing, Father, that we would just live intuitively in your presence. Yeah. Knowing we're loved. Knowing that you direct us by the desires of our heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Abba. Yeah, thank you, Dad. Abba. Father, would you do a work in our heart that enables us to receive the gifts that you're giving us from heaven. Father, would you do such a work in our heart that causes the striving and the performance of trying hard to do the right thing, that all of that would, would fall away because of what you're doing in our heart, Father. Yes, Dad. Father, may we see with the eyes of our heart what is being given to us. Mm-hmm. Whether it seems a big thing or just a very little thing, like opening the car door for someone in the, the car park tomorrow and smiling at someone. Father, help us to receive, help us to be so secure in our identity as your son or your daughter that we can just step out. Help us to ask that question, what little bit of heaven do you want me to bring to earth today? Yeah. 
Father, would you just do such a work in our heart that transforms us, yeah. makes us more like Jesus. Yeah. We only did what he saw you doing. You only said what he heard you mm-hmm. saying. Father, we, we want to be like that. We want to walk as Jesus walked. Yeah. And so, Father, I just ask that your love be poured out into our hearts. I think you would root us and ground us in your love mm-hmm. so that our very life source, the source of our life is your love. Mm-hmm. And that would free us. Father, I pray that we would, that creativity would be released in our hearts and in our mm-hmm. lives. Creativity that blesses us and blesses other people. Mm-hmm. Father, just do that work in our hearts. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> We've got a good dad, eh? <laughs> we sure have. <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody, for Good. just joining us today. It's just been such a blessing to be with you guys. And uh, We look forward to having you all back next week. Yeah, we'll be here. And, we uh, will, as ever. Yeah. And if you want to watch the, the video again, it'll be on Mark's website and my website as well. And probably, at least mine, probably within an hour, believe it or not, and on mine, Facebook. Mine tomorrow morning. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> All right. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we just pray a blessing on your week. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. See ya.